Welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. This is the final installment of our four-part series about the coming global economic collapse. This is a metaphysical and spiritual analysis. This is something that would probably be more aligned to the types of shows that we do on the Out of Limits of Inner Truth. And our featured guest is an individual who had a profound near-death experience and during her near-death experience, she actually was given f- a lot of awareness and knowledge and information about this coming global economic collapse. This event is so huge that it actually will alter the course of human history. And our featured guest is going to tell her about her experience. And our featured guests aside, there are other accounts of people who've had near-death experiences that actually also talk about the coming collapse. Let us begin tonight's show. Welcoming back to the program is Miss Nancy Dannison, spiritual author. She appeared on our show about death, and she was one of the most profound near-death experiences. Miss Dannison, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Our topic is on the coming economic collapse. I wanted to know if when you were out of your body, when you were dead, if you had gotten any kind of insight about any kind of economic calamity, the way that people, some people are describing, where it is something that really takes out civilization or causes great havoc upon civilization that had not been experienced before. Did you experience that or see that? Yes, I did see that. Okay. I, saw, I saw the entire history of planet Earth including its future. Of course, this was in 1994, so it would have been the future from 1994 on. And it did include pretty much a collapse of everything, starting what with was the financial. Pro- so what was the prime reason for the collapse? Did you, did you get an indication or sense of the indication? What I remember is that the first, well, there were a lot of... Uh, Hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, all kinds of natural disasters, and floods, um, glaciers melting, you know, all the things that we're seeing now, I saw yeah. as part of uh, Earth's future. And that as a result of insurance companies paying so many uh, claims for these property damage um, due to these natural disasters, that the insurance companies started collapsing. And they asked the U.S. government for a bailout. And when I saw the AIG bailout hitting the news some years ago, I thought, this is it. This is what I saw in the future while I was in the afterlife. Well, now, the thing that you were experiencing in 2008, from your perspective, did you think that that was going to be the the end result or the collapse? And were you surprised uh, from what you saw when you were dead that – the whole thing didn't go? What do you mean? Well, let me ask this. Let me, let me rephrase I'm going to just rephrase the question. So you said you saw these insurance companies going bankrupt. So what happened? What, the whole economy, global economy unraveled? Did you, what was, what was the visuals or things that you were sensing or seeing when this was occurring? Okay. Um, well, as I said, the first thing that led to the, global economic collapse was the insurance companies asking for a bailout. I don't remember seeing anything about banks doing the same thing, but clearly that's along the same vein. And then the government collapse 
and I don't remember exactly why other than it was as a result of um, financial stresses. And once the government collapsed, people were left to their own local um, communities and local, um, some of them were still governments, to, to provide you know public utilities and the like. But what I saw was that the federal government collapsed. Okay, so it collapsed because thing, and this collapse, you know, having experienced source, just to relate, or just to remind everyone about your experience, you experienced being source, which is the end all be all being, is all things past, present, future. It is the the oneness of being, the the supreme consciousness. You want to call it that way. In the course of that history of that being, has anything like that? That we're describing right now ever occurred or manifested, been experienced by humanity previously? Is this something that's unprecedented in the existence of, you know, this reality that we call physical life existence? Yes, when I I saw you know the entire history of planet Earth and there were three, it was divided into three epochs, epochs, E P O C H S, however you pronounce it, and the first one ended when what I saw was the Earth re-terraforming, um, you know, continental drift, oceans rising up and, and drying up. The, all of the planetary influences that caused the dinosaurs and humankind to be wiped out. So we're currently living in the second Earth epoch. And what I saw was that at the end of the second Earth epoch, this big whole financial and cultural and societal collapse occurred, which then made way for the third epic, where Wait. there was only like a tenth of the people left on Earth that you know we're used to in this epic. So what is the purpose of having an epic? Is it just for the sake that all these spirits have come here and they, they've just completed all their evolution and it's time to move on? Like, what's the purpose of these? Well, there wasn't any purpose of them. Um, I was just shown that there was a timeline of Earth's life cycle, which included what I saw was Earth's demise. Um, and at, at the end of the planet's life cycle, you know, I looked back at it and I said, I remember thinking to myself, oh, Earth goes just like Mars did. And at that time, I knew what had destroyed Mars and made it inhabitable. But the same thing happens to Earth. So I was seeing the entire history of the planet. And I think for my benefit, this timeline was superimposed over it. I don't know that it means anything other than it was just a piece of information that was given to me so that I could see the, I guess, that there were two huge transitions that took place in Earth's history and that we are in the second one now. And being in a transition period allows us to do something about the future. You know, many near-death experiencers have come back, well, I wouldn't say many, I'd say maybe a couple dozen (laughs) have um, come back with recollections of the future of planet Earth Almost all of them include a vision of 
something tremendously wrong happening and then a period of peace and tranquility at the end of Earth's life cycle. The timing of that has always jumped all over the place. Like I didn't see any real timing for it other than I thought it was going to be that the major events leading to this cataclysmic transition would occur in 2013 to 2015. But I know I've read um, researchers who interviewed near-death experiencers who were all certain the world was going to end in 1988. Well, it didn't. But the, the one consistent thing is that everyone who has seen the future during a near-death experience has seen that some big transition occurs and then it is followed by a period of more peace and harmony. Um, I want to just ask you this, not to think about this event that we're discussing, the coming collapse, as a visual, not to think about it as auditory, not to, um, but really to think about or focus on your feeling. When you were there and you were seeing this event happen, how close to the feeling now that you feel uh, for what is occurring in the world today, how close is that feeling to what you were experiencing when you were dead and you were seeing this event unfold? Is there a um, an alignment where it's congruent, where you feel that, okay, this is it, this is what I was feeling, this is what I was sensing, this is that event that I was seeing uh, when I was dead manifesting in the physical reality now that I'm physically alive? Well, there's a correlation, but not a congruency. When I was in the afterlife, you know, I was given the information that it was my time to die. I wasn't coming back here, ever. And so I didn't care what happened to planet Earth. You know, I thought it was interesting. Um, but I had no emotional attachment to the planet or human life, and so I didn't care. But now that I'm back in my human body and I'm witnessing um, the future that I saw while I was in the afterlife, I, I have seen many of the uh, things that... I saw in my vision of the future come to pass since I've been back in my body since 1994. I've seen things in the newspaper that were part of that future and on the news that were part of that future. So what I'm saying is that while I don't have a detailed recollection of all the events that occurred, the ones I do remember have been and are occurring. Okay. And as far as the devastation for the event, this, I call it the coming economic collapse that a lot of people are talking about, do you see this as being something that could potentially hinder the evolution of uh, a great portion of humanity? Because if it's something like this happens, you have a devastating event where it causes people to revert back into their basic survival methods, and they're out there you know, killing or doing stuff that normally would be doing, could those actions taken as a form of survival be so dark and so you know, evil, shall we say, that it could actually take a vast majority of people and force them into coming back from future lifetimes in order to make up for all the actions and darkness that they're going to unleash when this event does occur? That's a big question. Um and it hinges upon the belief that what we do in human life matters, that we have to make up for the evil acts and the bad behavior that our bodies engage in. 
And when I was in the afterlife, I saw that none of that matters. We, um, human animals are violent and they do things out of human nature, which is violent and self-centered. But all that behavior has no impact whatsoever on uh, either the future or our own individual afterlife experiences. So let's. I'm going to come back to this idea about this, you know, global economic collapse because when we've talked to individuals, especially if you talk to a person, uh, Greg Manorino, he describes this as basically having worse than all nuclear bombs going off in the world. He really describes it because he says that. When you have you take away people's ability to to have their money, their money's completely worthless. It's going to be a, a horrific event, a horrific um, you know time. I wonder how what would the lesson for that be? Why would humanity just willingly do that? I mean, I know that there are lessons to be learned, but why would collectively speaking, collective humanity want to put itself through that? What is there to be learned from experiencing something so dark, so horrific? What I learned in the afterlife is there are no lessons to be learned. The only okay. purpose for physical uh, reality, for physical existence, is just to see what it's like. And the universe was created with certain uh, rules, protocols, or laws of nature, if you want to call them that, built in. So that... For example, uh, if we engage in deforestation and that results in bacteria being released to the atmosphere for which we have no cure, that's just a natural consequence of deforestation. If we engage in, you know, emitting gases into the air that destroy the, the atmosphere and the glaciers melt, that's just a natural consequence of our behavior. So... There's nothing to be learned from that. They're just building systems. So the economic collapse that I saw was just part of the natural consequences of behavior choices made by humans in the the past. And there's nothing to be learned from it, and we're not here to be taught a lesson about it. It's just we're here to see what it's like. And now when I saw the transition in the third Epoch, I didn't see any uh, of this reverting to um, savagery or people doing evil deeds. I saw a lot of death, and maybe that correlates to that. What was the death from? Is it from diseases? Is it from people's starvation? Is it like what were the Yeah, all all those things. And and, I just don't remember all the causes. I remember that it was from... Uh, uncurable diseases, you know, normal diseases mutating into uncurable forms, uh, natural disasters. But some of it could be that people just killed each other out of savagery and and fear and, you know, the collapse of a government absolutely caused a certain percentage of the population to act that way. Okay. As far as this um, thing coming... Is there any way that it can occur and not be as dark or not be as horrific as many of these individuals describe, which is this currency collapse? Is there a way that humanity could actually kind of maybe transition through this and maybe not experience the uh, the pain and suffering to the intense degree that so many others have described that it will experience when this does occur? 
Yes, that's the reason for all the four warnings. I learned in the afterlife that we create reality. We literally create the physical matter that we experience as reality. And because it's created mentally in source's mind and in our minds, it can be changed. Just like you can change a thought, we can change what we're manifesting. Now, in order to do that, we have to be awake enough to know that we can do that. And so one, the biggest reason I came back um, from the afterlife was to remind all the souls inside human bodies that they have this power and they can use it for their own happiness and to, for the betterment of, of humankind in general. So, yes, it can be changed, but only if we make the effort. We've discussed on our show previously something called cognitive dissonance, where you have large numbers of people who, no matter what information you present to them, no matter what evidence that shows them that the reality of their experience is, is not according to what the reality they believe, and yet they choose to believe it, what role does that actually play in the evolution? Because I'm going to say one quote. It's from Anne Rand. They said, you could ignore reality, but you cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. So how does that play out from people who you know, believe and create their own reality, yet they're not aware of the other part? The second reality. I'm sorry if I'm not being crystal clear about this, because they're creating reality, yet they're not aware that they're creating a reality that they're not even aware of. That's actually what results in a lot of the conflict and the heartache and the suffering that we see today. It's people, souls inside human bodies who are creating realities from their animal nature of their bodies instead of from their spiritual nature without regard for the consequences. And then when their realities bump up against other people's, everybody suffers. Where things are right now, looking at the world, coming back to the collapse, it seems that a vast majority of people, not only in the U.S. but worldwide, don't have an inkling or sense that it's going to occur. Yet there's some other people who are well aware, who see it as clearly as day. What happens when this event manifests and unfolds? Are, um, do you see that the people who are aware about it, are they going to be leaving or departing this reality quicker because they're aware about it because they knew what happened? Or do you see them kind of sticking around that their purpose here is to be caretakers for the individuals who did not see this coming? Or, just curious, do you see a vast majority of the people who did not see this event coming, Are they? is that their big exit, their big exodus from the physical life? What I saw in the afterlife was that when the collapse occurs, each individual is given the option consciously to decide whether to stay on Earth and try to help the planet and humankind through the transition or to die from the human body and go into the afterlife where they have more power and try to help the transition from that standpoint. And I didn't, I don't remember there being any correlation between knowing that it was going to happen or not knowing that it's going to happen. I just saw that each person was given the choice and that most opted to die. And they died by virtue of, you know, natural disasters and, and 
violence and illnesses and things like that. I mean, it, it was not obvious that they were choosing to die. It was just. But they they decided on a, a soul level. They decided on a soul level. Uh huh. Can people actually decide that right now? Can people like take the act of power when things are, are still kind of peaceful and make a conscious decision to say, listen, when this thing happens, I don't want to be here or I want to be here and kind of begin to manifest or take steps subconsciously to keep themselves alive or keep themselves out? Yes, I've done it. Oh, okay. Do you? I'm just curious. Do you want to stay around here when this happens? Do you want to be around or do you, are you ready to, to, to call, it a, call it a day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you when I think it was 2001 I died again and when I went into the afterlife I was told that I wasn't fulfilling my mission you know I because my whole purpose in coming back here in 1994 was to tell anyone who would listen what I learned in the afterlife and I hadn't really done that and so this you know council of light beings was telling me that I hadn't performed my mission but, you know, it wasn't going to be held against me. You know, it was a voluntary thing anyway. And that I had the choice right then either to come home to the afterlife and call it a day with no you know, repercussions or to go back to my body, in which case I would suffer for the rest of Nancy's natural life. Jeez. I mean. And I picked about being back. What you came back. What would you, it must I, look, I it must have been for the pizza. Was it for the pizza? No, I wanted to see what was going to happen. Really? But really? wouldn't you be able to experience what was you're going to experience what was happening from the uh, from the spirit world? You know, you you get the no. uh, you know the the air conditioning but, room and the big screen TV from the spirit world. And now you want to come back here firsthand. No, when we're in the afterlife, we couldn't care less about Earth or humans or anything else. No. No, the only the I, only time we care about them is when we're in human life. Yeah, I kind of. Geez, this sounds great. This sounds like a really great place to be. I sound like a lunatic. Uh, And in fact, I have suffered. (laughs) You know, just unimaginable things since uh, 2001. But I I have to say that's that's a pretty interesting choice. You know, stay in the comfort of the uh, the unconditional love and come back to a physical body. Oh my goodness, goodness. Um, just one more question for you about the. About the collapse, because we're you know we're looking at this from purely logical and from a purely metaphysical uh, perspective. You said there's there's no lesson to be learned, no uh, purpose of it, other than the sake of having experiences. Have you ever sensed or uh, fathom a different reality where humanity never had to experience this? Is there any particular reason why humanity chose to do this? Has humanity just actually, from what you see in other existences, had a lot of peace and? This only recent times are the only times you can sense a feeling on the history that we've had this conflict. Are we just experiencing the conflict for the sake of experiencing the conflict because we haven't experienced it? We've lived all these other, you know, eons of prosperity, and we're just like, you know, let's just try something new. You know, I don't know because I don't remember what I saw about the depression. You know, from what I've read in history books, it sounds like the depression was getting pretty close to a collapse in the economy. Um, but from what I do remember of, of Earth history from seeing in the afterlife, this is a unique event. You know, having a financial collapse and having the government collapse, I mean, completely, is a unique event. Especially because of the fact that the whole world's connected. It's not that... It, yeah, it was, it was a global collapse that I saw. Okay, so this happens, a lot of craziness, 
But you said people have the option to decide if they want to be here. But you said that this thing is going to what, take out a lot of people. A lot of people are going to not make this. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hey, look, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully you're here if, as long as, I don't know. It's, uh, well, we, we can change, you know, it's like if, if we could get more people to listen to the economic advisors you're going to have on your show, you know, maybe more people would wake up and smell the coffee, so to speak. Um, you know, that's why I think the work that you're doing is so tremendously important. You know, more of us need to know on a spiritual level what's coming down the pike and what we can do to prevent it or at least to ameliorate it some. And I think you're, sure. the show you're, you're planning is going to do that. I hope. Thank you. I hope so. And I hope I don't get the option of, you know, when I go, they say, you know what? You can come to the spirit world or you can go back and deal with bad pizza. I'm like, you know what? I'm coming home. No, yeah, go home. Don't, don't do, I'll, I'll don't going do home. what I no. do. Do what I say. Don't do what I do. Oh, I know. I tell everyone, do not resuscitate. Even if I'm sleeping, don't resuscitate ever. Ever don't oh, ever resuscitate. I have a do not resuscitate order now. I carry it around with my phone. <laughs> I have learned my lesson. You know what we should do? That because you're gonna do that. We should just have something on the website, outoflimitsradio.com. Print out your own do not resuscitate card. <laughs> well, and get in. Yeah, I don't know. Always take it, Miss Nancy Dennison. Oh. It was great talking with you. I'm really glad uh, to hear your perspective about the uh, coming collapse. To learn more about Miss Nancy Dennison, please go to her website at backwardsbooks.com. You can also hear Nancy's interviews on the death show that we did. So we'll definitely uh, post a link to your site again. So, Miss Dennison, thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it, Ryan. Yeah. Have a great one. Okay, everyone. That concludes our four-part series on the coming global economic collapse. I am so thankful for all the terrific guests that we had on our show. I thought they offered a lot of great insights and tips. And yes, I know there are other topics that we can discuss, but I felt the show was so important. I felt, you know, I want you to live. I want you to get through this because I love you. I love and respect you. And we need people like you in this world to carry that light on. The world's nuts. So I hope you get through this. I hope you took away something from this program. To learn more about the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Thank you again so much, as always, for listening. <laughs>